Hey there, world. How's it going? <laughs> this is Kara. I'm Elizabeth. And you're listening to In Transit, two triathletes take on the world. It's a super show again this week. We've got yeah. a strange show this week, actually, a little out of the ordinary. Why? Because why, Elizabeth? Good. Why? Well, we're going to... Um, we're going to add a new segment this week. Yeah, but... By the request of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, we're going to save it for when it's the right time. So. Right. It'll be a big secret <laughs> until then. But ask and you shall receive. Exactly. If you have any show suggestions, please send them our way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that brings us to Try 101. Elizabeth, you sound very much like a... Like a Late at night, 70s talk show. <laughs> well, good. Radio show. That's okay. what I'm going for today. I'm feeling very retro. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, so we have a few things on our plate today. Mm-hmm. What's the first one? I have been venturing out a little bit. Okay. As I like to do often. Yeah. And? Well, I'm going to save one of these for Stoked and Stellar because I'm stoked about it. Okay. But the one I'm going to talk about here was a yo- I took yoga on oh, yeah. Tuesday. How'd that go? It was good. I went with my friend Gretchen, mm-hmm. and she had never taken yoga before, so oh, that fun. was pretty fun because she didn't know what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, we did it completely on the fly because we met. We were going to go running, and then at the gym. Uh, they had a class that was starting in 10 minutes, yeah. so we thought, what the hell, we'll do Let's it. Let's do it. So I had done yoga before, and I'm not a huge fan of it, but mm-hmm. just because, okay, this is my problem. <laughs> I am too much in a hurry, I think. I Yoga is really kind of a mellow, slow thing. Yeah. Like you, and you have to be okay with being slow. Yeah, and to me, (laughs) I know this is ridiculous, but you spend an hour, and you probably, mm, it's a good workout, it's a good workout, but comparatively, I guess you can't really compare it, but if you had to compare it to, like, a running workout, you, in an hour of running, you would get three times the workout from yoga, probably, but... You can't really compare, like you yeah, said. Yeah, they're totally different. But what I really liked about it that I feel that I've been slacking on lately is the stretching, stretching out. Mm. It's pretty much you stretch your whole body out. Yeah. And that's really good because a lot of times I skip that step. Yeah. So that's my little summary on that. Um, yeah. So my suggestion to everybody out there, um, if you have a gym membership and you can take classes, try something out, try something new out, especially that we're going to off-season now, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. mix it up a little. And I'm excited about that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I went running on a high school track. Really? I haven't ran on a track in years. It's been a long time. Well, I did once a couple of years ago, but before that, I've been since college since I've run on a track. But yeah, you um, ran, we ran on one in Dallas, remember? That's a new one. Oh, you're right. But that's not a high school track. Yeah, <laughs> like that was, yeah. Anyway. anyway, it was a high school track. It was so strange, but the sprinklers were on, so I got to run through the sprinklers and run in the rain, kind of. Mm-hmm. But so it was cool, but I stretched out last time before and after the race, or before and after my run. Nice. Oh, yeah. Way to go. 
So basically, um, we're promoting stretching. Yeah. yeah. Today's stretch day. Stretch, stretch, stretch. And I know most people probably do, but um, I have a real problem stretching before I run. Well, I there are after. a lot of studies that say stretching before isn't giving you any benefit mm-hmm. of, um, in your workout. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't do it, but... Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely can see a benefit of warm-ups, like warming up. Really yeah. overstretching, but, but see, I just look at it as you're warming up as you're working out. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're yeah. like speeding up to slow down, or vice versa. Oh, uh, okay. slow down to speed up. There you go. You start start out slow, so you can speed up because right. you want negative split time. So you just warm up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Take her easy. Take her easy, take her easy. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> Good fun. This is a very serious show today. I know. Very I'm feeling serious. very serious. I can tell by your 70s voice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to In Transit. <laughs> this is Kara. Okay. Moving on. So that's a little yoga and stretching talk for you and a little run around the track. Yeah, go out and enjoy your track. If you've got a high school track around you, just go go run. Maybe go throw some discus and yeah. shot put. And yeah, because <laughs> everyone has those laying on the house. <laughs> just get a can of soup. Yeah. Throw it. <laughs> See how far you can throw it. <laughs> okay. Can of soup. <laughs> that's funny. Or your... Uh, hand weight or something. There you go, there you go. <laughs> anyway, okay, also in the news, we have some upcoming events. What do you have coming up? Oh, yeah, I was like, I don't know, what do I have coming up? Saturday, I've got a 5K race I'm super excited about. Do you have any goals for that? Yeah, I'd say below 30 minutes. Yeah. Good. I think I could do it. After my run last night, I feel fine. I mean, yeah, I feel like I can do it. My running's increased a lot recently, so... How's your nerve? Well, last night I had, I had some trouble with it last night, really? but... Um, Nikes. Hush, Nikes. Crikey. I think I'm going to start saying crikey just to make okay. <laughs> Everything's snafu. Snafu. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah, that's funny. I just funny. <laughs> okay, okay. Back to business. Yeah, okay. So um, you have a 5K. Yeah, I've got a 5K. Tell everybody which one it is, because I it like the, the uh, It's the Vineyard Run in Grapevine, Texas. It's 5K. It's a fun run. It's a fun run. And you get wine afterwards. I know. There's a free wine tasting for all participants, so I'm excited about that. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I would do it if I was in town. And I think on Sunday, I think I'm going to go for um, a long bike ride. I think. Um, nice. Maybe. Because I feel like I'm neglecting my bike lately. I saw it, and it was kind of frowning at me the other day. I was like, oh. And it's, it's saying it. you have your new um, saddlebag. And I know. You're not even riding me? I know. <laughs> you got me a new bum, and I can't even huh? read this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway. Men are skinny. A bum lift. A bum lift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, and then I have... My next event coming up is the Monster Triathlon. Oh, yeah. On October 15th, I believe. And I I was talking to Tyler Jetpack. He has a race that day, too. Oh. And he his birthday is that day before. Oh, October 14th. So, yeah, I told him I'd be thinking about him when I was racing. Right on. Because we're racing together. Cool. Cool, cool. 
Anyway, yeah, so that one should be good. It's just a 300-meter swim. Uh, I think it's 12-mile bike and a 5K, so it should be pretty smooth sailing. Hello, we're in the middle of a show, and you're answering emails. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let's see what else we have on the show notes here. All right, it's time for this week's Stoked and Stellar. Okay, I know you're stoked about something cool. Two things, actually. Oh, good. What are yeah. they? First of all, <laughs> first of all, I what? took another bike maintenance class, mm. and this time it was a brakes class. Did you record? No. Okay. Nope, because it's all it's serious, and you don't have time for fooling around with your <laughs> recorders. <laughs> okay. okay, so it's all brakes this time. What did yeah, you learn? Yeah, and we learned about cantilever, caliper, and linear pole brakes. Wow. I know. And I need to tighten my brakes. you got to help me with that. I can. That's a simple fix. I'll show yeah. you how to do it. And we, But we didn't learn about disc brakes. But mm. both my bikes have, um, well, one has linear pole, my mountain bike has linear pole, and my road bike has caliper. So I didn't cool. really, can't really utilize the disc brake knowledge right now. Right. So where did you take the class? At REI. Okay. Yeah. It was cheap, too, right? It was 20 bucks. That's really... I think that's but really good. I replaced one of my brake lines, um, and... Because uh, it was just getting worn out, mm-hmm. and that was all included in the price, and basically... You do your own tune-up, and mm. it's all included. So, And in the long run, you're saving so much money, so you don't have to take your bike to the bike shop. Right. You're saving money because you'll know what to do after, and during the class, you're giving it a tune-up anyway, so mm. it's actually cheaper. Because usually when you take your bike in, it's probably 50 bucks mm. or something to give it a overhaul or whatever yeah. you want to call right. it. And, um, yeah, so... It, I think it ends up being cheaper in the mm-hmm. long run. And I just like knowing... I feel like with now that I've taken... This is my second class I've taken. The first one was on uh, derailers. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really understanding more about the bike, and I feel the much... Mechanics. The mechanics of it, and I just feel... I don't know. I think it's always... The more knowledge you can get about a sport is the be- the better, basically. Sure. And yeah. They, I think they're going to have a wheels class, too, and that should oh. ra- wrap it up for me. <laughs> that yeah. pretty much covers all the s- major systems of the bike. Right. Um, I think I might take that one, too. Cool, good. So, anyway, I'm becoming a bikeista. Good. That's the word I made up. <laughs> all right. Like, you know how you have fashionista? Yeah. I'm a bikeista. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, and then my second thing I'm stoked about, I got some stellar new shoes. Oh, running shoes. Oh, and did I w- you tell me this already? Yeah. God, you never listened to me, dude. So that was kidding. like out there. <laughs> what kind of shoes did you get? I got. I okay. Remember from last week, my advice was to go in there in your flip flops and not tell them what kind of shoes uh-huh. you have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> I totally did that. Okay. So <clears throat> I went in and I said. Well, I'm just looking for some new shoes, and they're like, okay, you know, and, um, have you shopped here before? And I said, yeah, and, and, uh, they said, do you have a particular, you know, shoe you're looking for? And I said, well, I usually wear the same kind, but I was kind of wanting to see what you'd recommend. Mm -hmm. They're like, are you having problems with your shoes? I'm like, no, I just... I'm like, I'll tell you what I wear, but first I want to see what you suggest, you know? (laughs) You're so... (laughs) 
scientific about things. I know. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so he fit me, and uh, he picked out the same You're kidding shoes. Me. Except, well, he picked out about three, the stability kind, he mm-hmm. said. Basically, it's when your arch collapses or yeah, whatever when you pronates. walk. Yeah. Right. So, he picked out, um, like, a pair of New Balance uh, Brooks and... Uh, what were the other ones? Saucony. Mm. Okay, and so just so everybody knows, you typically wear Brooks. Right. Okay. Brooks Adrenaline GTS. Okay. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then he sized my foot again to make sure, because, and I, basically I tried on all of them with, like, an open mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, even though I'm happy, I'm completely happy with the shoes that I was wearing previously, but yeah. you never know. Right. Just, it's always good to try yeah, stuff out. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So, um, I tried all of them, and the other ones just felt really weird. Yeah. And so I just went with the same ones. Good. So I'm happy. They're good. They look exactly the same. The colors are even different or anything. That is They're just so clean. This is, this is the third pair of the same shoe you've got. Uh-huh. That's really cool. That's good when you find a niche like that. And, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have to... You probably know this already, but your feet are probably going to change. No. Oh, I asked him about that. He said... That one of the reasons your feet get bigger mm-hmm. is because you're wearing you, small shoes before. No, because you're wearing the wrong kind of shoes for your foot. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. said so now with stability shoes, uh, they're supposed to maintain your foot. You know what I mean? Like if you're Keep wearing the, the wrong ones, they could get worse. But if you're wearing the proper shoes. And now, see, I, this is from one person, so right. I don't know. But he said that, yeah, a lot of times people end up having to get bigger shoes because they weren't they needed stability shoes when they didn't have them right. or something. But else. I was told it's completely common for people to go up a half a size to a size when they start running long, long distances. Um, I heard yeah. that's totally normal. Yeah. Makes sense, I would think, you know. Yeah. But I don't know what's, if it's good or bad. So, anyway, I guess the moral, the lesson here is, <laughs> if you're, basically, it's a good idea to have your shoes fit every time, just, uh, just, in case just to have change. someone evaluate your foot and make sure you're wearing the right thing. Right. But generally, I think if you're not having any problems, you're not having any rubbing on, you know, like, I don't know, irritation. Yeah then you're probably going to be fine yeah, and right. just stick with the same shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you shouldn't have any discomfort, really. Right. Or if you're, you can even connect it further up your body. If you're having, like, knee issues or hip issues, you mm-hmm. definitely want to get your shoes or um, your shoes checked out or fitted just in case mm-hmm. they're, they happen to be... A, there happens to be a correlation between the, the issues. Yeah. Um. Oh, but also another thing, I'm sure everybody knows this already, but a pronator is when your ankles point towards each other, like your your arch collapses, and then a supinator is when you use the outside of your foot to walk on. Mm-hmm. So, and that's when your ankles are pointed outward. So, if they use that lingo, that's what they are. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Alright, it's time for Bon Voyage Trip Tip, and this week we just have we just have a little FYI, I guess you call it. I am heading out to Chicago this weekend to go meet up with some friends back in the good old Midwest. What are you going to do? 
go to a Cubs game. That's so freaking cool. I'm stoked on that little Wrigley Field action. <laughs> and so my question was, great, I usually carry stuff on. I don't like to check my luggage and I'm not not that I'm, I'm flying up there not that I'm taking much with me anyway oh, that's the whole point I'm not taking right, very much because I'm going to be there for the weekend right but you can't take or the latest thing was you can't take any liquids on as a carry-on and mm-hmm. I was just thinking how annoying that would be to have to check my little bag you know yeah yeah um I but then I was also thinking what liquids that I have but they it's anything like toothpaste or um, shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, yeah. any kind of liquid substance or like, like lotion, even like, yeah, wow, anything. So wow, I looked up. Uh, my mom had recently flown, and so I called her up and asked her if she knew what the regulations were, and she said, "Oh, check out the FAA website. It's the Federal Aviation Association." So I looked on there, and they had a link right on their homepage. Hmm. Basically, on as of the 26th, which was just Tuesday, they lightened the the restrictions, and so now Good. you can take anything, toiletries, like your liquid stuff, that's under, that's three ounces or less for each item, which is pretty small. It is really small. And all of your toiletries have to fit in one quart-sized clear Ziploc bag. That's like a freezer, bag. a freezer Bad. It's smaller than that. It's it's not the freezer ones are like gallon size. Oh, see, I have the quart freezer ones. Oh, where they're like long and skinny. Yeah, like that exactly. That's not very much. It's like, a little bit bigger. Than, three ounces. It's a little bigger than your sandwich bag. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, I have to. I don't think it's going to be much of a problem because I don't think I have much um, to worry about anyway that I'm taking with me. But right. that's just. The tip is, if you want to stay up to date, and by the time you're listening to this, things could change again, mm-hmm. but check out FAA.com, and they'll, they'll always have the updates on that. Yeah, it's a suggestion. Because I was thinking, my first thought was, okay, look at the airline's website, because mm-hmm. it might vary, or, I don't know. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. So I look, and they didn't have anything. Then I thought, oh, I should just try to call the airport or look at their website. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I thought... This is weird. Do you think they'd have, like, a huge link on the, both of those websites that says regulations, da 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 yeah. you know? Yeah. And then my mom came to rescue and said, <laughs> F-A-A, F-A-A, Kara. F-A-A, Kara. Go to And F-A-A. I said, thanks, F-A-A. Mom. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's a little trip tip for you is if you want to know what the scoop is, go to FAA. Oh, total side note. Okay. Please. Elizabeth, like random, random point for the day. I'm going golfing on Sunday. Oh, cool. That's I'm a excited. good cross train. Yeah, you. I'm excited. Are you walking or golf carting it? Um, I really don't know. I've never been to this course or not, but okay. uh, more than likely a golf cart it. Really? What? Have you ever done 18? You've never golfed. I know, but you're an endurance athlete. You yeah. can walk it. I could walk it. I've never been to this course, so I don't really know. Um, what the plan is, but... Um, oh, it could be more spread out than others or something. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Or hilly, really hilly. Are you playing 18 holes? Yes. Is that normal? Right. I don't know anything about golf. Yeah, I'm, I like to play 18 holes. Yeah. But doesn't that take a long time? How long does it take? Four hours? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, long, that's a good bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway. Yeah. No, I want to go golfing sometime. I, he, I think you'd be... No, you might not be a very good golfer. Why? You might just try to hit it like a baseball or something. I've, you might be too aggressive of a person to play I've, golf. Uh, I've been to driving range before. Oh. And I've played mini golf. <laughs> so I've, You know what's really weird about my golf game, though? What? Is I've got a great long game. Great long game. Mm-hmm. But then I get on the greens and I suck. But I'm a hell of a putt-putter. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't Maybe make any sense. Maybe you like to have the little obstacle things. The Maybe little... I just need a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> you need, like, the lion's head to hit yeah, the ball into your Maybe something. I do. Maybe I do. Or the windmill or whatever. Maybe I'll just have people stand over the hole. <laughs> do a scary face over the hole. So I can... <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, yeah. I'll take you golfing. Okay. That would be fun. You'd be good, and you would be a good size for my clubs too. Okay. All right. Good. Perfect. Anyway, back to back it's to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to what we were talking about, which trip is... tip. Oh, so, so that's okay. It. Good trip tip. Um, yeah. Visit the FAA dot com or is it dot org? I think it's com. Okay. Dot com website. Or maybe gov. Oh yeah. It's probably F F. I keep wanting to say F-F-A. F-F-A. <laughs> no, that's actually what my mom said at first. She's like, F-F, I mean, F-A-A. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, future farmers will know, Mom. <laughs> okay, so anyway. go to their website, check it out, and before you travel. So yeah. you don't want to get hung up and not on the plane. Mm-hmm. Good suggestion, Karen. Thanks. All right, in the news this week... Um, is a pretty hot topic right now, actually. We have, uh, we were looking at MSN.com. That's where you got it, right? Yeah, it was, it's on, it's from Slate, though. Slate.com. It's, mm-hmm. they have a podcast, and it's little, kind of. It's a running podcast. No, no, it's not. It's a sports it's, podcast? No. It's. <laughs> what is Slate? <laughs> I should. Good guesses. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they are a running podcast. No, they are. Whatever is hot news, oh. hot hot topic. Oh, good. Okay. It, it's I think it's it's part of MS and but it's like you know what's the slate, what's the scoop, okay, what's for the day or whatever. Okay, so what'd you find? But yeah, if you go to they're on iTunes too, so if you go to search slate, you can find it. Anyway, but I'm ambivalent on them. I don't have I don't. I'm not for or against them, but I thought this was interesting. Yeah, I agree. Okay, the headline caught my eye, which is, Running with slow pokes. How sluggish newbies ruin the marathon. That's okay. the headline. My immediate reaction to that, top, the title alone, without reading the, the article and just basing it on the title, that really pissed me off. I was like, that's so unfair. But anyway, go on. Well, basically, the story talks about how there's been this transition of back when marathon started, it was an elite sport, mm-hmm. strictly elite. Mm-hmm. And now you have people who, well, pretty much anyone saying, I can do a marathon. Yeah. But that may mean they walk nearly the whole thing. Right. And so now... I don't know. I, I can. Well, I'll read some excerpts from here. Yeah. But basically, this also one of the reasons it caught my eye. Also, is within the triathlon, the blogging community. There's been a lot of talking, like on Tri Scoop and some of the other blogs, about 
Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I know this is like uh, it's you can't. You we'll can try to give an unbiased opinion, right? Here. We'll you try can't to can't really compare, but because they're completely different, they are totally different events. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's been some debate on who can be an Iron Man, right? And people just in kind and of a criticism to people who are just jumping right in and saying. I'm going to sign up for Iron Man, and it's my first season, which is completely possible. People can do that mm-hmm. and successfully complete an Iron Man. Um, but those people are few and far between, I would say. And there's the whole thing, well, kind of in line with what you said also, basically about people not paying their dues, and yeah. me- meaning they don't do the shorter distances first. Or mm-hmm. Same with Marathon, mm-hmm. with people sign you know, not doing any shorter distance races before they do a marathon. Right. But then the whole question is, well, who's this, who's right? Mm-hmm. And why does this matter? Or why should it be restricted to elites? Mm-hmm. Or, and, but then, I mean, both sides are really, it's Valid really points for both sides, yeah. Right. Um, now, the only, one thing in this article, I'm sure you'll read a part of it, um, one of the points that they made in the Running with Slowpokes article was that people are doing qualifying marathons around the United States to qualify for races like Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're taking, but they're barely getting in under the wire, but they're taking the spots of people who are competitive racers. And so, like, let's say if Boston only had 2,000 spots, those 2,000 might already be taken up by people who are you know, at the four-and-a-half-hour mark rather than the people who are three hours. Right. So that's the problem that they are, they're saying with that, that um, with the competitive marathons, uh, people are taking slots that shouldn't be even be in those slots. And then That's with, their conflict. Right. And then with Ironman, it's kind of the same thing. You, mm-hmm. you qualify for Kona, but for the other Ironman uh, competitions anybody can sign up. It's a matter of who has the money right. and who is fastest to the punch. Right. Who can swipe their credit card faster. Right. Right. And so... But they're taking slots. From Yeah, and then maybe some of those people aren't finishing the race or... Um, or have never even done a sprint. Haven't done other triathlons and mm-hmm. they might... Like, maybe you have someone who has lots of money, gets all the gear, but they can't... They don't have the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Got the gear, not the game. Well, and then the other thing, and a special case, especially, uh, especially with um, Iron Man, is you have to sign up so far in advance. I know. A year in advance. Well, a year, basically, because you have to sign up immediately following the previous year, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with that is... A person may think, oh, well, I have an entire year to train a for this. A whole year, yeah. So... That, in, of course, I can do it. Yeah, right. But, okay, so that's kind of the issue at hand. And I'm I'm pretty ambivalent about of what I think about this. Mm-hmm. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. Right. I see both sides. I And it's a tough debate. It I don't is know. a tough debate. Um, I, have, I have pretty strong feelings about it, but... Um, I tell us also <laughs> I see a hundred percent I see the reason in both both sides. Mm-hmm. But being a health professional, I think you can see my point on this that um 
I, well, I was kind of telling you about this the other day. As a marathon runner, it's an individual sport, and I could give a crap if someone's faster than me or someone's slower than me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It doesn't affect my race at all if there are people in front of me or people behind me or to the side of me. Yeah. It doesn't affect me at all. I can go as fast as I want to go mm-hmm. because it's only me racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and I think I think that should be encouraged for people. I don't think that people should be discouraged to run a marathon because they've never run a 5K. Mm-hmm. I, I think any kind of encouragement or any kind of um, motivation a person could use to start being more active in their daily life, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And well, if that's and running a marathon team, then so be it. You should you should confess that's what you did. It is. That's what but I did. But you need to yeah. but explain how you did it, though. It's okay. a little different. And um, your background in yeah. athletics. Okay, I'm, I've always been an athletic person. Um, but I've always been a sprinter and all of that. I was, I mean, I did sprints in college and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I never even came close to doing long distance ever. Mm -hmm. But, um, I always thought it would be cool to do a marathon. I don't even know that I really even knew what a marathon was when I moved to Texas, but, um. Yeah, what inspired you to do it anyway? Well, I always just said I wanted to join a team of some kind. Oh, okay. And the team that I joined happened to be a marathon team. <laughs> and so, um, and I was talking to some friends in grad school, and they were already on the team. And they uh, were like, oh, come join. It'll be fun. At the end of the season, we'll run a marathon. And I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, whatever. So I joined the team. I mean, but like I said, I have an athletic background. I had never run in a race before, ever. Like a 5K or 10K or half marathon or whatever. No, nothing. No, nothing. Ever. (laughs) But but I joined a team, and they started out at a three-mile mark, you know. So I built up with, you know, a coach, with um, nutrition education, with physical therapy education, with all of those things being a part of the team. And and so I built my way up over a, I think it was a a seven-month period. Mm-hmm. And then did a marathon. See, that's the that's the thing about it that okay, that to me sounds completely logical, and mm-hmm. because you it was a a process. It wasn't yeah. just you signed up and then tried to go out and run a marathon no. without training or something. No, and no. you had an athletic background, so you kind of understood sport. I mean, you had yeah. a sports. Uh, mentality. Right. Yeah. And so you knew what it would take yeah. to do it, kind of, in yeah. some way. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, an inkling of a clue. An inkling right. of a clue. But a lot of people are discouraging that because, um, not discouraging joining running teams and stuff, but they think that um, if you're going to, if you're going to do an elite, an elitist activity like a marathon or an Ironman, people are suggesting that, um, that you are an elite runner, and that if you're gonna if you're gonna do a marathon, don't walk it. Or if you're gonna do a marathon, it's for shame to have, you know, post five hour marathons. Or mm-hmm. what was the hour that they said that was bad? Um, four and a half or something. Okay, it's like an example says. In 1980, the average finish time for a male marathoner was 3:32, according to Running USA. Today, it's more than 4:20. In yeah. And it says, in 2003, the start time of the New York City Marathon was moved forward an hour earlier, in part to grant thousands of stragglers extra hours so they could finish before sunset. That's like walking the whole 
way. And so I that seems see, a little ridiculous. I can see why people will get mad about that. Because that person who's finishing that marathon can say, I did a marathon just like the one who finished it in two hours. Mm-hmm. And another thing, another way I could understand would if would be if I was an elite runner, a mm-hmm. crazy fast, I don't know, six, seven minute mile runner mm-hmm. or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. And... I complete a marathon, and then I have a walker who completes a marathon. We're both marathoners. But that, in a way, it shouldn't, but in a way, it discounts my accomplishment. It's taking away from what you've achieved and what you've worked your ass off for. Right. Right. And I can see that battle. I can. And then another thing it says in here, if I can find this, uh, in this story is a good point they had. Um, but one thing, but the on the the other part of me is like, good for them. They right. got out and they walked twenty six point two miles. And good for and them. And what did it? Yeah, and the same. And that was their own personal goal. Right, and Works. and why should I let someone else's? Why sh- I shouldn't be comparing myself? It's an individual sport. I shouldn't is. be comparing myself to that person. Right. But. Um, oh, it was just saying in here somewhere where why can't people improve their times, basically? Like, why don't they try to do shorter races, like 5Ks or something? Or I don't, maybe it wasn't in here. And I that's mean, kind of your mentality, I would think. Um, as far as triathlon, that's kind of... I'm trying to get comfortable at each of the shorter distances before I feel confident enough. To me, it's a confidence thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to jump into a long distance if I don't at least feel comfortable in this this one below it, the shorter one, mm-hmm. you know, before it. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, and the other thing about it, we were mentioning this when I showed you the story the other day, uh, is that kind of pushes for, which this could be good or bad, for even crazier distances, mm-hmm. such as ultra marathons, which are 50 milers or mm-hmm. whatever. And, okay, maybe that's good because maybe it's pushing people farther, you know, like, testing their limits. Yeah. But maybe it's bad because you have people feeling like they need to basically... First of all, a marathon beats up your body in the first place. Yeah, it does. It does. And then you have people pushing you even farther to just double that almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they can prove that they are elite. They're more elite. you probably don't have people going out... It, cool, the crazy thing is, years ago, if someone said, if someone is a marathoner, they were, that was, uh, whoa, you're a marathoner. Mm-hmm. Now, today, people, you get people saying, oh, I could do a marathon. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that means maybe they'd walk part of it, but they they could do it. Yeah. And good for them. Good, yeah. Yeah. But, so then, today, we're at a place where an ultra marathon, 50 miles, you probably don't have people saying, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Or that they'd even want to do that. There's no way. I wouldn't even want to do but that. But what about 10 years down the road? Yeah. Maybe that people will say, oh, I can do an ultra marathon. Yeah, I know. And then they'll have a ultra, ultra marathon. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. What's next? Mm-hmm. Or, or you have people running across the U.S., you know? <laughs> they, yeah. They, people are doing that, a yeah. handful of people. But right. now it's, in order to get that same level of, um, admiration from people, mm-hmm. you have to just go beyond crazy limits. Above and beyond the elite. And almost kill yourself. Right, right. <laughs> in the process. I know, but what what's right and what's wrong, I don't know. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Where do you, 
do we even need to define the limits? Right. Maybe we don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't. Why? Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe we need to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and something else, I think that um, that's a lot of the American mentality. Mm. And I have to admit that was that was <laughs> partially the reason why I just jumped right the hell in. Kind of, you wanted to prove that you could do like, something like that. Oh, I can do, I can do that. You know, or like even nothing's going to stop you. Right. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. This that is brings me to this one quote in here that made me think in the story. It says, the democratization of the marathon began in the early 1980s. The success of books like Jim Fix's The Complete Book of Running inspired mass just-do-it participation. As the popularity of marathons increased, the speed of the race slowed to its current snail's pace. So, that... Snail's pace. Yes, that got me thinking about the media's role Mm -hmm. in all this. Because you have marketing campaigns, like the just-do-it Nike campaign that are encouraging, it's good because they're encouraging people um, to get physically active. They're inspiring people and kind of uh, taking away the stigma of, I can't do that, that's impossible, Mm -hmm. or that um, label, that label, I guess you call it. There's a motorcycle going on right (laughs) outside. Uh, Anyway, because you're minimum, or... Yeah, taking away roadblocks that would maybe discourage a person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's really good that someone, some overweight person or mm-hmm. out of shape, never exercises person, gets up one day and says, I think I'm going to do a marathon. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least they're in the process, they're becoming a healthier person. Right. But then, on the other hand, you have people saying, well, this should be an elite sport, and why can't they do a 5K? Right. But maybe... Maybe what they need is a, a more distant goal, so they, they have to build up to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think more distant goals would be would be good, but... Um, because if... Okay, let's say... I think it's a process. It's it's a curve. It's a learning curve. And if, you, if you're having trouble with a 10K, you, you might not want to do a marathon the next month, you know? Yeah. But on the... Okay, on the other hand, okay, maybe they... Maybe a... Distant goal is good. But I know, just from my experience, I've operated more in the little by little method. Yeah. But because, take, rewind about four years, and mm-hmm. I was a much heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. I was completely inactive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, tables are turned completely. But, right. But I started out where I ran around the block twice, and I was dying, Yeah, and I yeah. worked my way up, little, little, little by little, mm-hmm. and got to a 5K, and then I kind of did a few 5Ks, and then I thought, oh, I want to do a 10K, mm-hmm. so I did a 10K, and then I did a half marathon, mm-hmm. and then I heard about triathlon, mm-hmm. and so, like, for me, it's been very incremental. Right. But... That might not be right for other people. Right. That's how it was right for me. You might be an awesome 5 er and that's just where you stop, and that is perfectly fine. That is yeah, perfectly maybe, fine. Yeah, maybe someone, they, well, even training for a 5K, if you're completely inactive, training for a 5K and completing a 5K is a huge deal. Yeah. I remember when I did a 5K, and I thought, holy crap, I'm the king I of the world. three miles <laughs> yeah. nonstop, you know? Yeah. 
And now, to me, that's like a fun run, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but for some people, that might be their ultimate goal for the end of the season, which is freaking A, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's why I'm scared about this article is because I feel like it's, I feel like in large part, it's for those people who are inactive, I feel like it's discouraging for them. Yeah, because it's kind of the elites turning their noses up yeah. saying, right. hey, fatty, get out of our race. Right. This You don't even, you can't even run the whole thing. Get out. Yeah. And I think that's fine for people to join a race, mm-hmm. and if they have to walk, they have well, to walk. And it, Whatever. I think this is kind of a selfish look at it, because this article, the tone of it is kind of... Uh, the elites are doing this for more for recognition than for the than for for the recognition um, rather than the rather self than, rather than yeah, self right and, yeah. and okay yeah because some of these people are professional runners mm-hmm. I mean that's what they do for a living right but like the one of the things in here just speaks to that directly right and says uh, well I'll just read the whole paragraph because it's good okay it was always it wasn't always this way. In 1970, when 127 hardy souls lined up for the inaugural New York City Marathon, the marathon was the prov- uh, province of a few masochists dumb enough to try to run as far as most people commute by car. Back then, Americans who ran took running seriously. The icons of the era were Frank Shorter and Bill Rogers, a couple guys who happened to be the best marathoners in the world. Now, P. Diddy and Oprah spark tons of media buzz for finishing marathons in lackluster times. American record holder Dina Castor, who won the 2005 Chicago Marathon in 2.21, is completely anonymous. God, that's amazing. Yeah, so they're basically saying you have the people winning, or the the media cares more about... Oprah's four and a half hours (laughs) than the winner's 2.2. Right, and so they're... uh, they they lose their limelight, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, but wait, is that the important thing? No, yeah, it's not. But, 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 and this is my big, big but. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> my big, big but. Um, if you're not an elite athlete, and and you know what I mean by elite. Everybody knows what I mean by elite. I, my ass is not elite, and I'm not going to be signing up for a nine man tomorrow. But my point here is that sign up for every race you want to sign up for and go for it. If you have to walk it, do whatever you walk. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's your race. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. If you have to get off your bike and push it, get off your bike and push it. But do not take a spot in an Ironman or do not take a spot in a qualifying race um, or a, a race that you have to qualify for if you're not going to give it your all. That's my point. I mean, if there's only 200 slots in a race or 2,000 slots in a race and you're quite, not quite sure or not, don't take somebody else's chance because right. there's 2,000 people out there that can do it and want to, and want to do it. Mm-hmm. That That's just the thing that I... That's my only catch with anything. Um, well, and if it really is more about bettering yourself and becoming healthy, then that... Go out that day and do a self-supported yeah, race. right. And then let the other person have that spot, you right, know? Right, right. The competitor, yeah. And then, but another thing I think is maybe this is just a sign that times are, have changed, you know? That back in the day, in the 70s, marathons were for elite people. Mm-hmm. And, and Ironman. 
-hmm. And now, just the whole mentality of health, which Mm -hmm. this is amazing. To me, it's actually a great thing. I agree. I mean, as a health professional, I think, wow, we have changed the face of athletics, Mm -hmm. endurance athletics, which is amazing that we have people believing in themselves that they can take control of their health and of their lives. Right. And so that is freaking (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Right. And I agree with you. And so if that uh, means a few of the faster people are a little arrogant, uh, you know, hindered, whatever, a little over, um, I don't know, the spotlight isn't on them as much, then they need to just get over it, because wouldn't they rather have their fellow um, Americans or fellow humans being in better health? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I hope, I hope that's, well, I mean, the competition's good, but I think the underlying fundamental reason why people even begin to do any of this is because of health. I would hope. Yeah. I would hope. Maybe that's just me being the naive health professional. But or, or if anything, the uh, the side effect or whatever, the, in the process they're becoming healthy, even if that wasn't their original goal. Maybe yeah. it was just to prove to themselves that they can complete something. Mm-hmm. But in the process, they're becoming healthier. Right. So whatever their goal if they're going to do a marathon, they're going to do some kind of training, and it's going right. to get them off the couch. Mm-hmm. It's going to help them out. Right. <laughs> and and it's also just, maybe it's a sign that the face of um, endurance sports is changing, which it constantly is. Yeah. And that just means that uh, the distances are becoming longer, or the challenges are becoming different, and is that bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a day when there weren't, weren't marathons, or mm-hmm. there weren't I mean, it's been, they've been around long. I mean, triathlons are still new. <laughs> or triathlon, yeah, triathlon, exactly. So, um, there's, oh, new is good. I mean, change is good. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's the thing. Maybe people just need to uh, embrace the change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my final thought is if, if you want to do endurance sports, like any kind of run races or triathlon, you know, be smart about it. Um, don't jump into something you know you're not capable of doing. You know, work up to your goal. Mm-hmm. Make long-term goals and short-term goals. And um, and you know, if you have to freaking walk, walk. Yeah. Screw and the people who say get out of my race. You know. Yeah. And uh, just another thing is take it seriously. Yeah. Because respect the sport. Res- right. Respect the sport and. In some ways, I completely agree with the pay your dues first. I totally and agree. I, with that. I think if possible, do it step by step. Yeah. I I wouldn't if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, what would you recommend, Kara?" I would say, "Do it step by step." I wouldn't say, "Jump into the Ironman now." No, you have no way. way. Or jump into a marathon. I'd say, no "Do way. a five k, do ten k, do a half marathon, then consider doing a marathon." Yeah. Yeah, or three or four half marathons. Right. Or, yeah. I mean, at least do one of each of those, if not many, many yeah. years worth. You right, know? right, right. And and make your own goals. Don't make don't make somebody else's goal yours. Well, yeah, and don't. Uh, another thing, another trend I've seen, which is interesting, is coaches. Which mm-hmm. I think coaches are good because they have a lot of knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but I think sometimes the purpose is lost because you have someone telling you what to do. Right. And maybe maybe you go beyond what you would want to have done or mm -hmm. you know, your your goal has changed because someone's dictating it for you. Right. Just make sure I think coaches are great, but just make sure you are clear with them mm -hmm. what what your goal is, your yeah. personal goal. See, um here's a perfect example of that. Like, um my coach had a running goal for me when like my first two weeks out. The goal was make it in so many minutes. Uh, and I was like, uh, no thanks. My goal for myself is gonna be make it without stop without without walking. Mm -hmm. And even if it took me twelve minute miles, I was like, I'm just gonna run the whole way. Mm -hmm. And that is perfectly fine. But you just have to be if you do decide to get a coach you just have to be completely upfront with what your personal goals are and why you are there. Mm -hmm. And it might just be completely under what he was wanting for you. He he probably wants you to finish the marathon in four hours and but you're like, I just wanna run twenty six point two miles. Yeah. In twelve minute pace. Whatever. If that's your goal, mm -hmm. that's your goal. Or yeah. you wanna do a five K without stopping. That's awesome. Mhm. Mm yeah, and I don't know, I just I I just hope that people I just hope the trend continues with people feeling that empowered. They yeah, empowered that they can tackle a big um, elite challenge sport. Yeah, right. And yeah. and I I think maybe it's good that that elitist label is kind of being hammered away. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and I think and I don't think that the there still are elites. I think that. Yeah. I think it's great. Well, triathlon is a perfect example, actually, because when you have, even in your sprints and your Olympics, there are the pros, yeah. and then there are the age groupers. Mm -hmm. I think that with marathon, maybe there needs to be more of a line drawn somehow, mm -hmm. and uh, if that means they have special races just for the elites, mm -hmm. that's cool, or... Yeah. Whatever, or have a different start time, or I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, or just or, or have more marathons that are uh, that are qualifying marathons. And maybe ones that you have to qualify. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, what is that? What what are those called? Like the Boston Marathon is a. It's not a qualifier race, but it, because you have to qualify two races. So what is the race called? I don't know. <sighs> it's a word. The it's cool a word. One. Yeah, the the good race. But maybe they should make more of those. So, yeah, or know. make it even more challenging to qualify. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, instead of having a four-and-a-half-hour mark, have a four-hour mark or something. Yeah, I mean, because it's probably going to have to come to that at some point with more and more people joining these sports. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I completely agree but with that. I don't think that I'm being discriminated against because I can't qualify for Boston or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't either. There's a line drawn, and, and there's if 2, I people if don't than make it under that line, then I can't do it. Right. I can go watch. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so And I don't anyway. think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, so I guess that wraps up our In the News Okay, rant. wait, wait, oh, wait. You okay. something else? Yeah, I've got one more point. It was from reading that. Um, about the gear, how times have changed and how people are getting all electronic up and stuff. Oh, I thought oh, about yeah, that a lot it, yesterday. It um, said how you used to be able to just put tie up your running shoes and take off, and right. now you, you have... Oh, and they were also talking about how people... Uh, the, yeah, the whole geared up thing where mm -hmm. they're wearing their high-tech fabrics and their heart rate monitors and their <laughs> whatever else and and uh, like making it so complicated. Yeah, kind of. yeah. 
and this is running specifically they're talking about. So. Yeah, that's that's running specifically. But um Oh yeah, it says running was once a purest purest sport. Mm-hmm. You needed only to lace up your shoes and hop out the door. No longer. During a recent run in Central Park, I dodged groups of marathon trainees festooned with heart rate monitors and space-age breathable fabrics that looked like they'd emerged from some NASA lab. (laughs) Along with this profusion of gear, a constellation of coaches, massage therapists, chiropractors, and other gurus now peddle services to the marathon masses. Seriously, that was so my running team. I'm not kidding. It says, in New York, the Bliss Spa offers cold feet treatment and one-hour procedure that uses alternating hot and cold therapies to help circulate and deflate aching, swollen feet, and puffy ankles. Two groups that Bliss says deserves this kind of pampering, marathon runners and pregnant women. (laughs) (laughs) So... Okay, well, um, since I started running, I got all the gear. I got all the gear. <laughs> I got all. But um, I've, I've quit all that. I, I'll have my stopwatch now. I got rid of the heart rate monitor. I got my shoes and my stopwatch, which is my watch. And that's it. And my MP3 player. But I'll tell you what. I don't care about getting rid of the electronics. But one thing I can never turn around with is the clothing. Yeah. I will be a dry fit girl for the rest of my life. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm kind of up in the air on that. I, I definitely think it's more comfortable running in dry fit, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not. I don't really have any huge problem with regular t-shirts yeah. and stuff. Just that they're not as comfortable. But right. Um, I sometimes run in cotton it's shirts. It's a whole so. new world for me. Life yeah. changing. It's <laughs> just you just feel more. Like yeah, it's just comfort. It's yeah, just more comfortable. But electronics, yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to have a Garmin still. Yeah, I like my Garmin for um, pace. It's good. And for distance, too. And distance, yeah. And I like so to I that you can map it out on the computer. That's just the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I want one <laughs> I want one just so I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, times have changed. Times have changed. Yeah, and I, get, I think we just need to own up to that and... Get and over ourselves. realize that... <laughs> It's not going to be how it used to be. I mean, just that's how everything in life is. It, things change, and you just have to get used to it. So, okay. That's enough for our rant. But if you have anything to add, mm-hmm. chime in on that. Let us know. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. What's the number? Uh, 920. <laughs> Was it 920- <laughs> Four eight two four eight two two. Yeah, <laughs> I almost had to look at my cell phone. Yeah. Ne- oh, and speaking of, we have a funny voicemail we had to play here oh, yeah. that we got. Okay, here yeah, go. let's play it now. Check this out. This message is for Nas. I think it's pronounced. It's Mike down in Reagan, Southside Beverage. He bounced a check for twenty two ten, September fifteenth. Uh, either call me or get into the store and take care of it before the end of the week. My phone number is 725. Otherwise, it'll be turned over to the district attorney's office. Thank you. You have arrived to hear Word of the Week. Word of the Week. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This one we have, I think it's a pretty good one. I I didn't know this one until just now. Yeah. And um, we're going to try to pronounce it here. It's a tricky one. Yeah. But it's Borborygmus. You said it right. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. Yes. And... The definition... Well, actually, let's get the computer to say it, too, because yeah. I, like, I like it. Okay, here we go. Borborygmus. <laughs> That's going to be Do it loud. again. Borborygmus. 
<laughs> I love it. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. I think we should ask Webster Dictionary if we can go work for them and do their voiceovers. Yeah, because they should have a female voice, too. They should. They need male-female. Borborygmus. Say it in your best voice. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. <laughs> we sound like porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> like all sultry or something. Okay, now what's that mean though? Okay, this is what's so funny. <laughs> we built you up. Now, do you have the word down? We're sick okay. with the word barbarous. <laughs> and listen to what it is. It's a noun, and it's this when your stomach rumbles. That's what it is. It's the rumbling sounds made by the movement of gases in the stomach and intestine. <laughs> so. When you have your stomach's growling, that's really borborygmus. <laughs> borborygmus. <laughs> and you had to say it just like that. It's B-O-R-B-O-R-Y-M-U-S. Not Y-G-M-U-S. Oh, I always forget the G. Y-G-M-U-S. Damn it, Gina. Okay. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. Okay, so that's your word of the week. Oh, we have... um. Exercise your brain. We've got some answers for everybody. Hallelujah. Yeah, we don't we don't have a question this week because we figured you we double up on answers. Yeah, because we didn't give you the answer last time. Okay. <laughs> okay, here you go. Um, two weeks ago, our question was, what test was introduced into the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City? And we gave you options if it was if they implemented a drug test, a nationality test, a steroids test, or a sex test. And the sex test was the one that they um introduced into the 68 Olympics in Mexico City uh, in order to clearly ascertain the sex of all Olympic participants. In the past, there have been several cases where men had taken part in women's events, and so they decided that they needed to start checking. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. All right, so last week we asked you what the optimal blood pressure is, and secondarily we asked you which... Uh, what each of the numbers means, top and bottom numbers for blood pressure. So I'm going to hand this over to Elizabeth, <laughs> our health science expert. <laughs> okay, well, um, the optimal, this is debatable these days, but we're just going to stick with tradition and say 120 over 80, which is uh, systolic over diastolic, which is also which also means that your diastolic is the relaxation of your heart. And the systolic is the contraction of your heart. Excellent. And, yeah, so 120 over 80. But what some people say 110 over 70 or something. Yeah, I think they're switching it around like that. Or 110 over... Well, and then... They've increased it a little. In the past, it was 140 over 90 or something. Mm -hmm, I think so. But that is actually considered borderline high blood pressure Exactly, right. So... But I kind of stick with 120 over 80. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good... Like mid, mid-line yeah, one. Yeah. So yeah, it, when you hear all those numbers, that's what they're talking yeah. about. Systolic over diastolic, contraction over relaxation. Yeah. So we don't have an, a question for you this week, but we will next week. We wanted to give you your brain a little break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the exercising. Well, with our, with our in-depth discussion in, our, in the news section, we thought we'd give you a break and let you not think so much anymore. Yeah, for we give you a break this week because we wanted to let you reserve extra brain power for that section. Right. And we also have a new segment and that 
it comes in right here, actually. <laughs> it's time for the new segment, Nutrition. This will be our nutrition segment, and whenever we're wondering, we will add something in here, and it might be about <laughs> something we hear in the news relating to nutrition, or it may be a, what do I do about that? Right. Uh, as right. far as maybe race nutrition, or uh, diet, fitness, uh, healthy things to eat, recipes, whatever. Right. Okay. All right, so this week... Kara, you were thumbing through MSN. Well, again. I definitely found a, something I stopped and made me think. Okay, what was it? <laughs> okay. This story is called, headline that caught my eye, Donuts in Danger. Not because I eat donuts, hang on. New York City may ban trans fats. Health officials unveil proposal to bar substance in restaurants. And what caught my eye was... Well, basically the whole thing about how they're trying to ban an ingredient, pretty much. Yeah. That's just completely bizarre to me. Right. And I know this has kind of been a debate, but uh, I don't know. Take take us away. Yeah. Um, this, there, okay, well, the city of New York is uh, wanting to ban trans fats, but... Artificial me, trans fatty acids. Right. Yeah. Um, which, to me, is not like banning an action. Like, like smoking. smoking. Right. Which, and, I mean, you can have your own opinion on this, freedom or whatever, that's fine. But, in my opinion, it's, it makes sense to ban something like smoking because it's affecting other people. Mm-hmm. But, to ban something like trans fats, that affects the buyer, or the consumer, and the business person. Because, because it affects everyone, and it kind of, yeah, it's ridiculous. To me, from a business standpoint, that does not sound like a smart idea. And plus, that's like coercion to make people healthier, in and my opinion. the main, one of the main things I'm concerned with is this may, for those which many Americans are un, undereducated or not educated uh, on topics like this, they may understand this as let's say let's say this goes through. So trans fatty artificial trans fatty acids are banned. Mm-hmm. Then they might think, oh, I can go eat at McDonald's and Burger King and wherever all these fast food places. Because they took care of the fat. Because for me. they yeah. all the bad fats are gone, so I can eat whatever I want now. Yeah, really, you're right. And I mean, I seriously think that may very well happen. Yeah. Because you know you have people out there that aren't that bright, and they're going to think, oh, well, bad fats are gone, so, you know, they're using good stuff now, so it's much more healthy, which it may very well, it it may be, it may not be as easy to clog your arteries, but... (laughs) Okay, so for those of you who are listening to this and don't know what trans fats are, they are um, liquid fats like vegetable oils or any kind of liquid oil that are synthetically pumped full of hydrogen and that makes them into a solid. So those fats like Crisco and those things, those are trans fats that are bad for you. 
Uh huh. They're basically hydrogenated. That's what it's called. Right. So this is just absurd, I think. <laughs> but one crazy thing in Denmark, they've passed this. I know. So it's gone through there, and then also they in Chicago they've they have a similar ban on trans fats that's been proposed. It's a little different though, because they are saying that it would only apply to companies with annual revenues uh, more than twenty million. So it'd basically be all the fast uh, food um, giants and the Krispy Kremes. Right, but this affects. Some examples are McDonald's French fries, Kentucky Fried Fried Chicken, and lots of the different Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kremes or whatever. So they would apply that to only... That seems like a discrimination case waiting to happen, doesn't right. it? Right. I don't think... I mean, obviously, these are just pr- in proposal stages, so I really think it's going to be... It would mm. be... I would be shocked if this went through here in, in another country, maybe, but here with... You know, Sue Happy oh, yeah. <laughs> Americans. Yeah. I don't see it happening. You know what? Again. That kind of changes my opinion on it, though. Okay. I didn't really realize it was just the. No, that's Chicago's proposal. New York is everybody. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then I'm back to my regular. Okay. Um, but that just seems like the wrong approach to health to me. The total wrong approach. If anything, I would pump all that investment, all that money that they're trying to get this campaign started with, pump that into education. That's my vote. Right. And that would never happen because people don't believe in educating people. But I don't know. It's depressing to me. I'm yeah. depressed about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, apparently, if this goes through in New York, restaurants would have to get artificial trans fats out of cooking oils, margarine, and shortening by July 1st, 2007. Whoa! Yeah, so that's quick. That's, that's really quick. And and then out of all other food items by July 1st, 2008. Um, but it wouldn't affect grocery stores, and it wouldn't apply to naturally occurring trans fats, which are in some meats and dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, okay, oh, and then Denmark thing, McDonald's, began using a trans fat-free cooking oil in Denmark after uh, they Denmark banned artificial trans fat and processed food. Okay, so the big wig like McDonald's has already had to do this before. Right. So they well, just have to make it in the U.S. now. Right. And that would I, be such a money machine. Right, and I don't know the details on the cost differences, but I'm guessing it's oh. probably a lot more expensive than... Because otherwise, they probably... Whichever is cheaper is the way they're going to go currently, I'm guessing. That, that and they're going to have to... Eat, that's going to affect so many different things. I'm Okay, I'm taking myself out of the health aspect of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be fabulous. But that's not going to happen. It's I'm, not realistic. I'm putting myself in a business point of view right now. And from a business point of view, I think it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the facts, but... Well, it says it would affect 24,600 food service establishments in New York. Alone. Yeah. In New York City alone. <laughs> yeah. That's just the city. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or, or it might be the state. I, yeah, it just says... Well, it says NYC. No, it says New York. Oh. Or, well, no, it says the city health department, so yeah. it's the city. Um, but, yeah, it's just crazy. I just think... I my I seriously think first of all I think it's unfeasible. It's mm-hmm. just I don't think it's gonna go through. So we might not even this might not even be an issue. Yeah. But I also really am afraid that 
these not-so-bright Americans are going to think, I can eat anything I want now, because it doesn't have trans fat. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to balloon up even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the wrong approach. It's totally well, the wrong approach. it's kind of like, it's along the lines of the, the fat pills, or, yeah. you know, people want the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't remember what the, what the drug was, but... Um, well, there's lots of different ones out now, but there was some miracle drug that's supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, just make you skinny, the skinny drug, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is ridiculous because there's no, there isn't a magic pill, and no. there isn't, there isn't ever going to be a way where you can eat all you want of anything <laughs> yeah, it's and not, happen. not be overweight. It's just not like that. So anyway, that is just our nutrition corner, which... I was just shocked by this story, and maybe it's not so new, but it was new to me. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of this proposal, and I I didn't know that in Denmark they had passed that. So I I don't think we're con- we're not comparable to Denmark either. I don't think that's I just don't agree with this at all. That's my vote. I'll stand <laughs> by it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna take. Well, oh, and also in here it says that Wendy's in August, Wendy's fast food, um, they switched to a new cooking oil that contains no trans fatty acids, and Crisco sells a shortening that contains zero trans fat, and then also Frito-Lay removed trans fat from its Doritos and Cheetos, and Kraft took trans fat out of Oreos. So, I think, in to avoid all this legislation... Why don't we just change why the don't, companies? Well, no, I think what I was getting at was I think consumers are going to demand it anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be necessary to to make it law. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually things are going to change over. I hope. Well, I mean, that takes education. Wendy's is, they, they're a huge chain, yeah. and they can make it happen. And I actually... I really don't eat fast food hardly ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> but on the rare occasion I do, I really do view Wendy's as one of the better choices. I do too. I think um, I I definitely do. That's I've done a huge report on um, the differences between fast food restaurants, and mm-hmm. Wendy's gets my seal of approval. Yeah, and uh, well, the reasonable things on Wendy's menu anyway. But at the same time, I don't think. Oh well. I don't read this and think, Wendy's doesn't use trans fat, so now I can just go eat, um, you know, burger, burger combo meal every day and with a biggie fry and Gross. a frosty. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't do that, So, right. but that's me that is uh, in the health field, so, right. and I'm a triathlete, yeah. so I'm an exception to the rule. Oh my god, but yesterday I went by... Um, I, for those of you who don't know, I've got this major, major addiction to <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Oh, I thought you were going to say tortillas. <laughs> no, no. Um, she well, also she also has an addiction to not quite as strong. No, or a craving. Uh, really craving. I definitely craving, craving for taco cabana tortillas. So I go to the drive-through and get three tortillas, and that's all I get. And sometimes they're like, "Is that it?" I'm like, "Yep." That's it. Just three tortillas. <laughs> and sometimes like, they give them to me for like free. Like a dollar. Like a dollar ten or something. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Okay. So, so I get this. But yesterday I had my my very normal craving for macaroni and cheese. And I don't like macaroni oh my and cheese. God. But I like uh I like cafeteria homemade, style. Cafeteria style or homemade, not craft. 
Yeah, yeah. And what Not if, that craft's a bad thing. No. But, um... Like, look at you being all peace. I know, I'm trying. How we go and be on that? I'm just already? waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting to get sued. Oh, jeez. So, um... They anyway. have other customers, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I'm a huge macaroni and cheese fan, so I, um, on my way past KFC yesterday, I stopped by and got me a tube of, K- of uh, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it was so delicious. Uh, Help, personal growth and positive living. We have a little segment on life anxiety, a little quickie. What, what, what's on your mind, E? Well, my life anxiety this week um, is that, well, it's kind of just a combo mix of what's been on my mind lately anyway, but it's just, I'm ready for my freaking nerve issue to go away. Oh, and yeah. then, um, but I'm super duper 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 excited about, um, the weather. It's so nice going running in this weather. And then, um, but also, we only have like 175 days until the marathon. <laughs> you are a countdown freak. I love countdowns, yes. Yeah. So, so, I'm excited. Yeah, I think my life anxiety, which I shouldn't even be thinking about this, but I am. So, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> All right. What is it? I'm just concerned. Well, the goal, if you haven't been listening to the show, if you haven't caught up, is to do the Rome, City of Rome Marathon in March. And my major concern is just that I hope my body holds up, that I, I get through it without any injuries. Because mm-hmm. that marathoning is... It's not meant for a human to do 26.2 miles. Well, and the training for it. It's not the one time doing the 26. It's the training leading up to it. And uh, so I guess my anxiety is just not that I don't want to do it or that I um, don't think I can or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just concerned that something is going to stop me, like a Mm -hmm. knee problem or a foot problem or whatever it may be. But... I, I had to at the same at the same time I have to look at I'm taking a very strategic planned out approach have a training I have a training plan I just got new shoes so I'm good in that situation mm-hmm. um, and I'm conscious of my body and what's happening so. yeah. I guess I'm not too worried about it. I, I am, but it means it's, it's in the back of my mind. But, but you're just being cautious, which I think is really smart. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, too. I think um, if your ultimate goal is a marathon at the end of the season, but at the midpoint you don't think that's a fe- still a feasible thing, you can lower your goal. I don't think that's – I don't think you It's failed. not a failure, yeah. Yeah. And also, just I think just a reminder, I think i reminding myself, but maybe hopefully reminding other people, too, that – yeah, to respect your body, I mean, you only have one. You yeah, you only got you. You can't order up another one. Right. So <laughs> take care of it, you know, right. and uh, don't beat yourself up now and regret it later mm-hmm. because you can't move when you're 60 because you tore up your body when you're 30, mm-hmm. you know. So, right. Right. yeah, just, just put that into perspective. I think that's just a little note. I think that's a really good concern. I'm glad that you've got that concern. That's good. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah, that's good.
Alright, so before we forget, we have a few emails from listeners that we received. Thanks for sending us messages. First one is from Triceratops, and you might know her from the blog world. Mm -hmm. And she has been on uh, Get Your Geek On before, too. But her blog is Tricera, S-A-R-A, no H, Tops, I Am Adventure. So Triceratops, I Am Adventure. Assuming it means Iron Man adventure, because she just completed Wisconsin. But here's what she said. She just she said, just found you guys through TriScoop and Zen. Love the show, and Kara, congrats on the race. I just finished Iron Man Wisconsin almost three weeks ago, and I'm still uh, going through withdrawal. Took you guys with me on a run, and it felt like I was running with some friends. Thanks for helping me get my tri-fix. Keep up the great shows, Sarah, from Cleveland, Ohio. So, thanks, Sarah. And we're glad you're, you found us, and hopefully you'll keep listening. Yeah, hopefully. We'll keep you entertained, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one from Katie, and she just wanted to say that she liked our show, and um, that she thought she was running with friends. She's just getting caught up on us, because she just heard about us from Brett's show, um, Zen and Art Triathlon. Yeah, by the way, thanks, Brett, for yeah. all the publicity. No because kidding. I think we've picked up quite a few listeners, thanks to you mentioning us on the, your show. So thank you so much. Exactly. And, of course, we love your show. Yeah, totally love it. Hi, Emily, too. <laughs> oh, and Brett's latest um, posting about the... About the clothes that just cracked Oh, yeah, me the fashion advice. You, yeah. Everybody, check out zentriathlon.com. It's hilarious. freaking hilarious. Love it. Love it, love it. It's, it's, not, it's not one of his podcasts. It's just a post, so yeah. check that out. Yeah, you can read it. It's funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she said, uh, Katie was saying that uh, one, she was listening to one of our tri-casts when we were talking about the world, uh, the ITU World Triathlon. Yeah, World uh-huh. Triathlon in Des Moines. And she said, as you know, the, this race is the largest purse for elite athletes ever. $700,000 at stake. That's so much freaking money. Anyway. It's, it's about time triathlon caught up with other sports. Yeah, you know, definitely. It's one of the, the pros in triathlon don't usually make much. <laughs> so mm. that's kind of sad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but they're such elite athletes, so it's nice to that they're getting some, some money. What they do. Pay right. what they do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Anyway, she said that Hy-Vee is a grocery store chain whose latest kick is health, wellness, and nutrition and prevention. And she doesn't know where they're all located, but she lives in Omaha, mm-hmm. and she's found them that they're that they're in Nebraska, Iowa, and Missouri for sure. I know so, they're in Iowa. I've, I used to shop at Hy-Vee all the time. Oh I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh cool. Anyway, um, they are they are a sponsor of the race, and they are, as you guessed it, based out of Des Moines. So there you have it. Not not better terrain, not better climate, or anything like that. It's just more money. She thinks is why they're deciding to have the ITU Worlds in. Um, Iowa this year. Yeah. Or in 07, anyway. Anyway, um, so she gave us a link a link to uh, an article that she read. It was www.doathlon.com slash articles slash 4049. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're interested, check that out. Yeah. Oh, and then also, she we've been corresponding, and she emailed us back and said that she had a race. She did all-women's try outside of Kansas this year, and that she finished in uh, the top third. So, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And her husband is a triathlete, too. Right. She said. Yeah, he's pretty hardcore, she said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Yeah, it's Katie. really cool to hear from people and get their race results and stuff. I love hearing about it. Yeah, and one more. Uh, actually, oh, yeah. I want to give props to Barb out in Washington. Yeah. Because she pretty much 
well, kind of, we've been brewing, throwing around the idea of having a nutrition segment or having something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she suggested, she said that, she sent us an email just saying that she liked the content in our shows and she enjoyed the off-topic food tangent that we meandered into onto during our last trivia question topic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she thought a food section might be a nice addition to the show or used when you need extra content. Right. And it could range from food in the news, uh, such as the current spinach E. coli scare, oh, yeah. to healthy recipes, main courses, smoothies, hydration, race day food, to short, informative discussions about eating healthy while traveling, etc. Mm-hmm. So th- those, those are, are really great ideas, and yeah. we're probably going to even expand from that even more, but we are going to try to have a new nutrition food section that's hopefully a regular yeah. regular segment. I've got enough to talk about food. I could talk about food for an entire lifetime. So. Yeah, I think we can handle that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, thanks for the email, Barb. And, we and if anybody else has any suggestions, please feel free to shoot them to us. We are always open for suggestions. Mm-hmm. And we... We love getting emails and just letting us know how we're doing or and also letting us know how you're doing, how your yeah. races are and training and um, how even during the off-season, too. We like to hear mm-hmm. about stuff like that. Okay, okay. Here we go with Elizabeth's side random note. Okay. Um, I was reading Katie's email from Omaha, uh-huh. and she was saying that one of her pet peeves during a race is when the race people start taking down the the finish line before people are finished. I agree. That makes me sad. Yeah, I know. It's not cool because they you're still in the race. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and just because they don't finish it faster than anybody else. Does. Yeah, I don't know. That I agreed. At least wait until you complete that part of the course. I mean, I could see if they take down the course, the part that you're you've already. Yeah, like you finish the bike. So they, they're, they're kind of following you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That I could see, but not before you even get there. That's yeah. not cool. But she was talking about the whole the finish line, and that's true. I've seen people do that at races. Yeah, and then, then you get to the finish, and it's it's that's like it. it's completely anticlimactic. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Yeah, <laughs> as always, side note. <laughs> but yeah, please uh, send us emails. Check out our website for our email addresses. It's in transitduo dot com mm-hmm. or. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail, and we can put it on the show. Oh, that's it's, fine. Leave yeah, us a voicemail. Yeah, we, we get really excited with the voicemail. Yeah, we do. So far, <laughs> we haven't had too many, and we've had the one that we played on the show a earlier. Couple of that was so kind of yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's supposed to be for us. Yeah. But it, the number is nine two zero four eight two four eight two two. So yeah, give us a call. Right. Let us know how you're doing. Okay, so. That pretty much wraps up the show this week, huh? Yeah. We had a thoughtful show this week, didn't we? I feel really that we dug deep. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Into the inner Kara and the inner Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, good. And, oh, you know what else we have coming up? We had to start brainstorming. And we might need help on this. What? Halloween costumes. Oh, my God. I may be an adult and all, but I like to, I like a little Halloween fun. Heck yeah. It's one of my favorite holidays. We have to enjoy the Halloween all we can before we have kids. Yeah. For us now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, I've been the same thing for the past two years. I might be the same thing again, but I should probably be more creative. But, okay, well, another reason. I think I want to be Gumby. Okay. I want to make my costume. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> one reason I thought of this was actually more uh, for the race. Yeah, I can't think of the right word. Monster try. No, that wasn't the word I was thinking. Sorry, Kara. Jeez. <laughs> no, that wasn't the word I was thinking. <laughs> no. No, um, it was more structured, or I had more of a thought pattern going than just random fact thrown out there. One of the reasons I need to think of a costume is because of the monster try, yes. Mm-hmm. I had the option <laughs> of it wearing costume on the run portion uh-huh. of the triathlon, uh-huh. and I'm really I'm contemplating that right now. Sure, but it's five k. Go for it. But I have to come up with something, and the see, and conducive to running, and conducive to fast transition, because I had to I had to do it in T two. Yeah. Because you can't let your tea times go down because you've got amazingly fast tea times. I had to have something I could just throw over my head or put on, I don't know. Put on, like, while you're running, like a one-piece thing. Oh, yeah, something I can grab and start and running. While you're running. Yeah. And I should be a nun. <laughs> or a, um, uh, I don't know, something. With running a, nun? <laughs> yeah, running nun. Or, uh, that would be great. I don't know. I'll, okay, I'll, we'll think about it. If you think of any good ideas, let us know. That, that are good, easy, fast to put on, and easy to come up with. You know, easy, nothing too elaborate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was also thinking that we should start kind of planning, maybe we can talk about it on the next show, um, kind of planning a in-transit first ever uh, run race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, so basically, oh, yeah, so we're thinking of that, and then also on the next show we'll uh, do a coverage of your 5K, see how that Yeah, oh, oh, I'll be sure to record. Yeah, record, okay, definitely. Good. And then I'll try to do a little review of how my Chicago trip went. You have to bring your recorder to the game. Oh, okay. I'll I brought get, mine to the Rangers game last week, so. I'll get some uh, some clips. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't know what, but <laughs> me drinking beers. You have to give the sports report. Oh, I have, location. Good, I have a good sports reporter voice. Hi, this is Kara, live from Wrigley Field. Thanks Ooh, for joining us. See? We're going to be famous. Famous. <laughs> ESPN's calling your name. Seventh inning stretch. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, so good. Back to Chicago this weekend. That'll be fun. Yeah, maybe if I see some try stuff, anything related, I'll record about okay, it good. and take pictures. Good, good. But we expect a full... Sports report from Wrigley Field. Oh, try it. Oh, they're playing Colorado. Get out. Maybe you can get on the bus with them and leave. Yeah. Go visit I'll Colorado. see if I can hitch a ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Cubs fan. But this is hot. This is tough because I love Colorado too. All right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> random fact. So the pump up song of the week is coming up. Yes. It is. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so next week we will have a good show for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also have coming up, uh, I guess the triathlon is the next thing, but I feel like we have more things that we're going to be talking about. Oh, who knows? We we always have something. Yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah, so here is your pump-up song. It is... Stir Me Up by Hadith.